Welcome, everybody. This is a U.S. Grace Force podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend, otherwise known as Father Richard Holland, and sometimes known as Batman, and I'm Robin. <laughs> Tonight, we've got yeah. on the show one of the my favorite, favorite groups of people, if you can call them a group of people, but I'm always including the three grandkids that go with my son, Jordan, and his wife, Haley Barry. So... Nice. It's good to have them on the show tonight. Before we get started, of course, we want to begin everything in prayer. Father Heilman, we've turned that over to you. Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls, amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you very much, Father. And thank all of you out there who support the U.S. Grace Force podcast. We cannot thank you enough for that. Your comments, your encouragements, your prayers, all that means so much to us. And for those of you who support us with the Patreon program, we thank you so much for that. If anybody's interested, please click the link in the description below. We will be very grateful for any and all contributions you can make to help us continue to get this message out. Now, this message we're going to get out tonight is an important one. And we brought on my son and his wife, my daughter-in-law, Haley, because we wanted to address something that we've been working on for a long time. And that is really the idea of preparation. And Father Heilman is our unofficial chaplain for the Be Ready Coalition, BRC. And we're thankful for that, Father. Father, could we make that official somehow, or does it have to be unofficial at this point? I need documentation. Okay. Can <laughs> I write that documentation up or does it have to come from yeah. somebody official? Like Yeah, with one of those cool stampy thingies. You want yeah. we we could do that if yeah, you want. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see what we can do. We'll get on that. Uh, but we wanted to bring Jordan Haley on. Jordan, Haley, good to have you guys on the podcast tonight. Hey, great to be here. Thank you. I'm curious, uh, what what's your favorite thing about being my son, Jordan? Because I know the audience this? wants to know this. The audience wants to yeah. know. We're on pins and needles. Do podcasts like this all the time and shoot every other day, <laughs> like film, film yeah. shoot every other day. That's, yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, film, film. Yeah, film, film, film. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And for people who don't know, you can go out to the BR Coalition YouTube channel and see the podcast that Jordan and I do. This the two of us, and we we've had a guest on, and we are going to have other guests on in the future. But check out the BR Coalition YouTube channel and uh, take a look at the podcast that Jordan and I do. Um, Haley, you are, of course, my daughter-in-law, and I know the audience wants to know, what was it like when you met Jordan, and you knew that you wanted him to propose to you, and you knew that I possibly, you know, if this went the way you wanted it to go, was going to be your father-in-law. Was that a frightening thing to consider, or was it an encouraging <laughs> thing? Well, audience I wants mean, to know. Yeah, the audience probably does want to know. I think anyone, uh, before we got married would would ask me what it would be like to have, you know, Doug Barry as my father-in-law just because um you have an intimidating persona. Yeah. So, so really but, though it was uh you're, you're serious, Jordan, your dad's friend is Father Rick Heilman. Please propose. Yes. Please propose. Right? <laughs> right? That, that's how it went down. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was. That was that gave me street cred right there. Right, just, right. Just the fellow Heilman was my friend. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a little bit of background, if we could, just for the audience sake. Um uh Jordan and I have been working together for years, and this is absolutely true. He was seven years old when he helped me sheetrock a house. Um some people might think that's uh child labor. 
and breaks child labor laws. But no, actually, it was a apprenticeship type of thing. So it's called chores. That's well, you could call it that. It was a pretty yeah. serious chore. <laughs> Someone, another worker on the job that actually came up to us. Do you remember that one time? No. Yeah, he came up to me and told me to go tell you that it was child labor. And it was a big traumatic experience for me. And yeah, back when I was seven. <laughs> so, anyway, you had a couple of words with them and that was it. So, oh, okay. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you remember, remember that or not. Yeah. Maybe I yeah. used that. Did I use that intimidating impression, Haley, that you say I have? Is that what I used? I, I, would, I would guess. That would be my guess. <laughs> Well, Jordan, he actually, he, we had the little hard hats on. And so Jordan had a hard hat and he helped me sheetrock because I used to sheetrock for a living just so the audience understands. And so it was a profession of mine in the past. And I was teaching my son how to do this stuff. And now there's there's really not much that Jordan can't build or do. Uh, he's got that in him already. But uh, I think it helped that he grew up, you know, around tools and he just got used to doing things. But we started there. And then eventually we got into working when you were a teenager. Uh, you got into video work. And mm -hmm. uh, you started doing some video shoots for a priest in Nebraska. And then shortly after that, we just eventually started doing the TV show for EWTN. Yeah, after, after some local stuff, it spilled over into the uh, into EWTN. And then it eventually turned into the, the battery show. Yeah. And then, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. And so for anybody who has seen the battery Ready TV show on EWTN, Jordan is is really he's the mastermind behind it shooting it creating the storyline you know the editing of it uh i mean he just does everything behind the scenes on that so uh for those of you who've been watching the battle radio tv show it is really just amazing quality work and and uh, i attribute so much of that to jordan uh the network basically just received whatever we sent them and jordan was the the guy behind all of that camera work so uh there he is 25 episodes and uh and, and, and so we moved from there and now you and Haley came to me and, you know, mom a while back and said uh, a few years back, going on three years now, close to three years and said, hey, we got an idea and let's take, you know, the 30 years of you traveling and speaking and let's combine it with this battle ready approach, which is weird. We called it battle ready in the beginning. Now we've kind of adjusted that to be ready, but the battle ready approach was to be spiritually prepared and, and physically prepared for the struggles that we have in the world. And that culminated in creating BRC and it, for everybody to know Haley is really the operations, you know, just uh, all encompassing everything behind the scenes. Um, I have another son who does some work on it as well. And then we've got a young lady that works for us as well, but Haley is really the one who kind of puts pieces together and really, really creates kind of the system behind it. Um, Haley, I'm curious, uh, you know, for the audience sake to understand a little bit more about, there, there's really a, a a method, a very intricate method behind doing things like what BRC is, which is online monthly coaching training and building the BREP course, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But talk just a little bit about really that idea of putting together and kind of engineering behind the scenes an actual course and an online training coaching um, process. Yeah, this is not something that I didn't go to business school. I'm actually a nurse uh, by trade. Um, but this is kind of, you know, as Jor and I were married and we started having children, it became a big passion of mine to get this kind of this word out into the Catholic community of being better prepared, um, living more sustainable uh, lives and being more self-sufficient away from, you know, big corporations and government. 
um, because I truly believe that it's something that God calls us to. And I think it's something that's very wise. Um, and so I just started diving into business uh, marketing and operations and really just enjoy learning how to have a message that I know so many people are, are searching for and actually getting it in front of them. You know, just like this podcast does, it brings hope and there's a lot that goes into that. And so that just kind of became my passion. And I knew that, you know, if we could all team up together, which is what, you know, the Be Ready Coalition is now that we'd be able to help a lot of souls, which is the ultimate goal. I've been admiring your work for quite some time now, and I, I think you guys do a great job. But most importantly, I think it's absolutely necessary for us to be uh, working on being ready right now. You know, I, the, the, what we've been experiencing, especially since the uh, pandemic, um, that uh, what's going on, it just seems like there's a force that's trying to uh, dominate us, to rule us, right? And, uh, and you mentioned like corporations and, of course, government and, and things like that, but they all seem to be um, in cahoots with each other and working to be that ruling class that, 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 uh, that, that wants to control us. And, and I, I personally believe that uh, in the last three years, uh, the tactic of fear was used so much, uh, you know, the quarantine and all that, but also, uh, you know, uh, inciting riots, the, the George Floyd riots in the streets and, and all that. And, and also too, uh, you know, they're, they're spending money, the old expression, like a drunken sailor, you know, but, uh, um, it, and it just feels like they're almost purposely trying to crash the economy. Well, what's their end game there? That 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 we become uh, dependent, uh, we become the elites' beggars, and um, and I think you know I was listening to you, especially Haley, is that it, it, you you seem to have that same sense too that that um, you know we need to be self sufficient or we have to learn how to be self sufficient. Because uh, who knows if we're going to end up there, uh, but we seem to be heading fast in that direction. Is are those the kind of thoughts that that you're that do you share those, or or do you have a different twist on it? No, I mean I I think you said it perfectly, Father. That you know, and you guys go into a lot of this in your other podcasts. So I mean, I'm sure frequent viewers, you know, they're seeing signs of the times. It's not something that really anyone, unless they're living under a rock, is is unaware of, but. That sustainability and that self-sufficiency, um, you don't hear it very often in the Catholic world. And I think it's something that is really fascinating and empowering for you know, me as a Catholic mom to really think about that these things go actually hand in hand. Um, and one of the main things we wanted to talk about tonight when we're talking about how to prepare as a Catholic specifically is that this, being a prepper, for instance, if you want to use kind of, that's kind of a slang term. But that is something that used to be every single generation before ours. It was just their way of life. Um, everyone knew how to plant some food and grow, you know, raise some animals. Um, and it was just, it was just common practice. It was common knowledge. And now it's kind of a conspiracy or you're pretty extreme if you want to be a little bit more self-sufficient and not go to Walmart for all of your groceries. So honestly, a lot of what we do is just to empower people to take practical, actionable steps. They don't need to do huge life changes. You don't need to go buy 40 acres out in the middle of nowhere. But there's so much we can each do that leads us to be more of that provider that God talks about frequently throughout scripture. 
from St. Joseph of the Old Testament, Noah's Ark, um, St. Joseph even taking the Holy Family to Egypt. He had to be prepared in some way to feed it and give them water on the journey. Um, so just being that provider instead of a, a beggar, kind of, that was the exact word you actually used, Father, um, is really something that, you know, we can't as Catholics provide the corporal works of mercy if we don't have the tools to do that. And I think it's important for us to have those skills, but it's also important for us to be better prepared. And I would say there's a almost a pandemic of victimhood right now in the world. Right. right. We're so everybody is so reliant on somebody else taking care of them. Right. Whether that's being your own first responder, you know, um, police will, can, law enforcement will continually say that they're there just to clean up the mess and take the report. You know, Daddy, yeah. you talk about that a lot. You know, when you're talking about preparedness in churches and things that you have to be your first line of defense for yourself, but more, well, just as importantly as your family too. So, you know, getting back to that provider mentality, you know, be a provider, don't be a beggar. That's something we're going to keep going, uh, hammering in as we talk about the preparedness course that we offer. Um, but we even see this in First Timothy 5.8. He says, uh, but if any man have not care of his own and especially of those of his house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So in scripture, it, I mean, we have to take this very seriously and we're just... It's really easy to play victim. And like you said, Father, they're using fear over and over and over again. We just made a film on this, how it just repeats throughout history, the fear factor. And everybody's so afraid to do anything right now that we're all looking at each other, waiting for everybody else to help each other. But no one has any, like, like Haley was saying, we don't have the skills that we used to have. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really the mission right now for the Be Ready Coalition is to get people back to that provider lifestyle, that provider mindset. Um, and we, we cover that from the physical aspect, the spiritual, and the mental. You know, we believe, you know, we're, we're mind, body, soul. I think it's yeah. important for providers to know, too, like, a provider isn't just physically putting food on the table. It is providing hope. It's providing um, a plan. When something goes wrong, everyone's looking for a leader to step up. The provider is the one that says, everything's going to be okay. Let's all figure this out. Bringing hope and peace and calmness and wisdom into you know situations where there might be some chaos so it like jordan's saying it's a it's a body mind and soul it's not one or the other yeah i'm curious about something uh i mean even though i i know the answer to this because we work together all the time we talk all the time about this but from your perspective for the audience to hear um we talk a lot about you know the fact that Catholics have Christians in general, but a lot of Catholics have the attitude of just, you know, we're going to trust Jesus, or we take that quote from Padre Pio, pray, hope, and don't worry. And as if, because he doesn't say prepare, we don't need to. And I think it's easy to find this quote from this saint or that quote from that saint to put ourselves in kind of a come to console ourselves as to why we don't take steps to move forward. But there's a fair amount in scripture about this. And Jordan, you just mentioned this. And I know we talk about in the Old Testament quite a bit, you know, St. Joseph of the Old Testament and the fact that he prepared for seven years for a famine that was coming that was foretold through the dream of Pharaoh. And Joseph, of course, you know, is the one that explains what the dream means. But if you two could talk a little bit really just in general about what you see and as you know, you're younger, you're, you're both, you know, 29 years old, you've got three young children, you know, um, 
you're you're you've got that that young family hope you know i mean not that father and i are so old we don't have hope of course but it's one thing well, i do <laughs> i may have lost all of mine i think yeah. comets are on the yeah, way right 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 yeah yeah because and and you're in the comet club now father right i am yeah i'm t-shirt made yeah t-shirt security it's it when the comet hits father's going to provide right. security I'm going to there provide go. security. <laughs> <laughs> but can you two talk both a little bit, guys, about what you see as a young couple, a young family, and you just celebrated your anniversary, seven years, and you've got three small children, and you represent a tremendous demographic right now of people that are looking at talk of World War III. They're looking at you know um, more shootings and, and crazy violence. Um, and not necessarily everybody because of, you know, this and that regarding laws. It's because God has been removed from our society in so many areas. Father, you and I just had several guests on in the last couple of weeks who were talking about, for example, when Father Chris Alar, I think, was on and said that 1962, when prayer was removed from the school, yep. um, I think it was Father Chris who said that. We've had several comment on this. Um, yeah, Jonathan Kahn talk, talked about that too. Yeah, Jonathan Kahn did too, you know, in his book, Return of the Gods, that we've seen a spike from the 60s on, the sexual revolution, abortion, contraception, divorce, and people drifting further and further away from going to mass and other denominations services as well. And so as we've removed God, as Peter Herbeck quoted in the show we had with him recently, that that quote from Pope Benedict that as that the presence of God is disappearing from the human horizon and as the light of Christ diminishes, mankind responds with more destructive effects. Okay, there you go. So Jordan Haley, you're a young couple, you got young kids, you're seeing all this unfold around you. You could take the strategy of just putting your head in the sand and saying it's too much, I don't want to think about it, or you could do what you've both decided to do and act in some way to try to help bring hope and strength and training and courage. But if you two could both talk about, like, you guys know me, I talk about that moment where you're sitting literally or figuratively on the edge of your bed like this, and you're thinking about what's going on in the world and you're wondering, Lord, where do I fit in? What what do I do? I mean, this is pretty overwhelming, you know? But mm -hmm. where are you two when it comes to this? Really, for me, uh, I just speak for me right now, is I need to take responsibility for my family because this is what i chose with my life right now you know they're under my care so you're right it is very overwhelming you see news story after news story of everything going wrong in the world um but we actually on the vr coalition youtube channel we just did a podcast not too long ago about the micro task idea and basically i mean this was years ago that we decided to do this was uh we started just realizing that you know if something did go wrong and we weren't able to get it say to a hospital or we were stuck on the side of a road or you know we had a small child in the vehicle with us uh, we got to take that upon ourselves to make sure we could take care of our family uh, it's not just about having the car insurance and life insurance and the heat heater paid for or the, the bills paid for you know um just like Haley mentioned earlier how we've gotten a wave like like survive survival seems to be very unpopular right now for some reason you know you're you're conspiracy theorists if you want to survive <laughs> so um but as what we're trying to encourage other people to do is just make the small decisions on a daily basis instead of trying to have a couple great moments try to be 
consistently good every day. Make those consistently good decisions that'll provide for your family a little bit better. And, you know, we, we lay all this out in the, in the uh, Be Ready Coalition on the website and in the courses we do and in the podcast. We try to put a lot of free content out there for people to follow um, so that they can get have these ideas, hear the conversations. And um, the first step is really just adjusting your mindset mm-hmm. to get you thinking more along the lines of not saying what if to everything, but asking yourself if you're capable um, based off of history, based off of things that have gone down, such as war, famine. As of recently, I mean, the shortages are crazy and it looks like there may be more coming. You know, we've got um, another possible pandemic coming up. I mean, there's constant, you know, rumors about that going around. So um, yeah, it just goes back to taking responsibility for uh, for the people in your life. Real quick, I'm going to jump in on your son there. Um, the website that we want people to go to for more information, um, Haley, where specifically do you, would you like to direct people to go to? Because we've got a variety of pieces on the website. Sure. So we're going to be hosting actually a live training that goes into the exact steps on how to actually get better prepared. Um, and that's going to be coming up in, on May 18th and the 23rd. Uh, so if for anyone watching before those dates, you can come to the live event. Anyone after that, you can still watch the event, but it just won't be live. Um, so just go to brcoalition.com forward slash training. Um, and that's where we, we put on these live trainings for you guys or recorded trainings. And you're able to, in the trainings, we try to just be super efficient. Uh, we know you, we all have busy lives. But uh, it basically our goal at BRC is to give you actionable steps that you can take in your in your kind of modern life that will help you be better prepared body, mind, and soul. So if you're interested in that and you're you're kind of enjoying this podcast and like what you hear so far, Jordan and I have a history. Uh, we currently are homesteading. We've been preparing um, for over a decade now. So um, this has really been our lifestyle, our whole adult life. Um, and so we we just we try to just pass on the knowledge that we have. It's it's what we do in our free time. It's it's truly what we're passionate about, and it's it's kind of a hobby and our work all at once. So yeah, even when the cows escape, yeah. you <laughs> your hobby, yeah. which just happened a few days ago at the time you record this, Father. Yeah. This yeah. just I mean the cows got out. And uh, they had to go find them, and they had to find them and and get a trailer, a and get them in the trailer, wow. and bring them back home. And it's it's two and a half wow. miles away. Yeah, two and a half oh my miles. Goodness. Away. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. morning. <laughs> yeah. Now, and I'm curious about this too. If I can just jump in, I'm sorry, Father. Let me do one more quick question here for y'all. Is um, okay. So brcoalition.com brcoalition.com forward slash training. Okay. All right. There we go. Um, and then, and then, uh, and they can get some free download uh, or downloads off of our website too, correct? Yes. Yep. So we have um, some free preparedness downloads. Our website's super easy to kind of look around. So you'll be able to find kind of what you're looking for, but yeah, you can attend that line, live training. That's going to give you, you know, practical steps that you guys can actually take to get better prepared. Cause the point of this podcast tonight, I think, um, you know, and, Father and Dad, you can kind of give us your your input, but I really wanted to convey tonight the idea of as Catholics, we should be providers, we should be ready to lend aid. This is lending aid, such as bringing hope during a crisis, whether that is a car accident on the side of the road, 
Um, and, you know, having the, the guts to go up to that to render any type of medical aid that we know how to, which is something we teach in our, in our preparedness course, but also there to just be a source of hope um, to call 911, to know how to do, to keep everyone calm, to pray with the people that are in the accident. But just being that provider rather than the beggar that, um, you know, turns, turns it kind of away. And in the free training that's coming up, we're going to be really talking about how to assess where you're at on that scale of provider to beggar, because it's something that I think um, as modern day Americans and really across the globe, we have this perverse idea of what freedom truly is. And in America, we're so blessed by so much freedom. But the perverse idea of freedom is it goes back all the way to Cain and Abel when when Cain killed Abel. God asked him basically where Abel was and Cain said, you know, basically how, how am I supposed to know my, my brother's keeper? Um, and that whole, you know, passage is all about how God says, yes, basically you are supposed to be caring for not just your physical brother, but basically every human around you. Um, and even the earth, you know, the first commandment of God is to, you know, be fruitful, multiply and subdue the earth which was to basically have the earth provide food and water for you and tame it and take care of it. So all of those things are things that I think we take so for granted as a society and as a country because we have all these so-called freedoms of getting our food in a split second at a grocery store. But really to have a true provider, you know, mentality and a true provider heart, I think we need to make sure that freedom isn't a free ticket to, you know, be lazy or to, you know, I guess, rely on people that may not have our goodness in the, you know, at the core of their heart. Well, some people might be watching and wondering, why is father wearing that shirt? <laughs> and uh, actually, I haven't worn this in the podcast before. And uh, I just discovered I even own this shirt. I, I was, uh, I'm getting, I'm packing because I'm being transferred to another parish in a couple months. And there emerged like three of these shirts. I'm going, whoa, those are cool. It's not my favorite shirt. But anyways, um, I, I smiled when, when I saw it and before we were getting on the podcast night because I, I went, oh, this is perfect. You know, the word is security. And um, don't we feel safe and secure when there's someone there to protect us and, and, and to, to help us in our, in our time of need? And I think that's our primary goal, our, our primary call as as Catholic Christians is to is to help other people feel secure. I even allude to things like when you come in contact with people, you know, smile at them and, and say something nice and, and let their let them, you know, just relax in your presence. This goes to how we see in sacred scripture. It's where he leads us to verdant pastures and restful waters where the cows generally don't escape from, but, but, uh, but you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, but it's that idea, isn't it? You got that shepherd near you and you feel secure. I think um, there's an effort going on right now in the world to get us to feel totally insecure, uh, to totally um, well in fear uh, of what's going to, what, what's going to drop next is, is it going to be comets? But it, no, what's going to drop next? And, and and so, what is what you guys are doing is just such a monumental, beautiful call in these times, and that is to help people with this sense of security. You know that listen, if 
if something happens that's out of my control, I'm safe, I'm secure, and I can quickly come to the aid of those around me who aren't feeling too safe and secure right now. And really, again, that's what we're called as Catholic Christians to be, is, is uh, people who provide peace, serenity, you know, the verdant pastures, restful waters, to, fi- to, to have that place of security. And in a perfect world, we'd all have that, that, uh, that sense, but it's kind of imperfect right now. And I think all of our, our listeners out there would, would, would agree that uh, these, are, these are troubling times. And, and so, again, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, and I, um, I wanted to just say that, that, that uh, all this time that you guys have been providing all this, uh, it, it's so key because, listen, if, if, if I started to go, okay, how do I get that feeling of security or how do I get ready or, you know, in case something happens, I mean, I don't know the first place to, to, to search. And you guys have compiled it all together uh, at brocoalition.com, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You guys have compiled it all together and help us so so that we can get there easily uh, to understand what it takes to truly be ready in in case of an emergency. And so, so thank you very much. Listen, uh, do you feel that you, what, what's the response been? From people, what kind of feedback are you getting from people since you've been doing this? I know there's things like comment sections, but I'll bet you're getting letters and uh, all kinds of stuff. What is what has been the response from this? Yeah, it's been very positive. A lot of people are uh, searching for this stuff, and they're also searching for people that they can trust. You know, like you just said, Father, they they're looking for somebody who brings that sense of peace, that sense of order. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times when you search things like prepper you know, it gets kind of a bad rap. You, you get a lot of that uh, stockpile and this almost selfish um, mindset behind the prepping, you know, where you just dig your bunker and you hoarding. It's every man. Yeah, it's every man for himself. And you're not there to help anybody else. Uh, it's just you and your family and the world's on the other side of that cement door. Um, but really, we're, we're trying to get people to, yes, provide for their own families, yes, secure their own home, create that safe space for themselves, but also have food, water, shelter, medical defense for their neighbor. Right. And a lot of, a lot of times, and whenever there's a crisis, whether it's a car accident or a tornado or earthquake to, you know, civil war, there are a lot of people in need and they come knocking on the door of those people who have been trained, have been prepared, that have taken those steps. So, um, we're trying to spread the word far and wide so that there's more of those people around. And uh, we want we want as many people as possible to be prepared along um, with us. You know, we're all taking the steps every day to be more prepared. Um, but yeah, overall, the response has been very positive. You know, when people find us, they're saying, wow, where have you guys been? Uh, this is great. And uh, they're, they're on board. Nice. Yeah, I think it's been really inspiring for us to know because this is something that's been on our hearts is is finding a catholic community even for us personally that sees what's going on in the world and wants to actually talk about it but from a catholic perspective because as jordan was saying if you're searching how to be better prepared a lot of it's very secular and very you know selfish uh kind of every man for himself and that's not what we teach at BRC. And I don't think that's, you know, what God calls us to. And, um, you know, we need to be the good Samaritan and the, 
the kind of topic of tonight, how we're saying, you know, you're either a provider or a beggar is true providers bring hope no matter what happens. And, you know, even if you don't have what, you know, you physically need in a moment or, or, you know, whatever the crisis may be, you at least have the ability to have confidence, which we teach a lot of mindset within the course as well to, like we were saying earlier, pray for them um, or offer whatever you have prepared because people are just searching for leadership and they're searching for someone to bring them security. Like you were just saying, Father, I think that's a really great word. I think that's something that innately we have, we all have survival instinct in us. It, we don't think of it as that because we live in such a modern time, but we're all born with a survival instinct. Um, and when the world is looking so volatile and, and strange to us, that security gets shaken very easily. And that can lead to anxiety and depression and confusion. So just taking actionable steps with consistency is really going to bring you personally even that peace and that security that a lot of us are searching for, you know, inside. Yeah, I, if you guys could comment um, on the course that we put together, BREP, and Jordan, your shirt, BREPPER, uh, break that down a little bit. What does BREPPER mean? And kind of break down the course that we have and how we've broken this into different tiers um, you know father you made a comment earlier about if something happens you know you kind of think there's that big question where do i start you know if we haven't looked into this at all where do, where do you start and that's what we've tried to do with this course and you know we have both an online monthly training piece and then we have it's like a training coaching piece body mind soul and then we have the course as a separate one-time buy but the course does break down it's very easily um introduced into someone's life we let we use the word integrate so that it's so that it's not something where i've got a big room of, of gear you know jordan i know the quote we like to use is gear does not equal skill and mm -hmm. having a big room full of stuff in boxes doesn't necessarily mean you're prepared it just means you got a lot of stuff but there's mindset there's training there are steps that can be taken and they don't have to be overwhelming steps and so we've broken this into several tiers and main categories can you break down what what it is to be a brepper and what brep means and how the course is structured. Yeah, so the the brep course really came from all of our followers asking this exact question is like, okay, how do I get started? Because it's so easy to just search online and you just get inundated with tons of information that are all conflicting. And so we decided to take everything that we've learned over the decade, uh, you know, between me and Jordan, and then of course, Doug and his wife, Denise. Um, and we just broke this down into as easy to, you know, a step-by-step -step system that's super easy to implement. So we teach preparedness with four tiers. Um, and those tiers are three days, three weeks, three months, and then one year. And we help you get prepared with five basic needs, which is shelter, water, food, defense, and medical for each of those tiers. And so it's a very um, simple approach. It's very, I wouldn't say easy because the hardest part of the course is to actually implement what we're teaching, but it's very simple. And if you just do a little bit at a time, it's incredibly easy to get better prepared very quickly. So it's something that we have put a lot of time and effort into. There's not a lot of fluff in the course. It's exactly the steps that you have to take um, because like we were talking about and Father mentioned this earlier too, that everyone that's searching for that security and that 
I'm feeling the need to do something, but I don't know where to start or I don't know where to go or I don't know how to get rid of this sense of insecurity, um, then that's why we created the, the BREP course. So it's the BR Emergency Preparedness course. So the Be Ready Emergency Preparedness course. Um, and then uh, Jordan has the prepper shirt on because instead of preppers, which we talked about are kind of more hoarding and have this negative connotation, more selfish, we're preppers. So that be ready, we kind of tagged onto the front of preppers. So we've kind of, we've kind of uh, coined that as our personal kind of prepping name, but that's really what we do. And then we also have the membership, which is more of a life coaching um, aspect of what we do. And that covers a lot more of the mindset, but the course is specifically physical preparedness so that you feel more secure and can be that provider in times of need. Again, I really appreciate that you lay it out so simply like that. And, and, uh, cause again, where do you even start or with something like this? But, uh, I'd like to also talk about the spiritual element of, of prepping. Yeah. You know, we, we've, um, Doug earlier today, I was, uh, looking back at our first podcast and, uh, the, the title of it, well, the, the angle we took, I guess, at, at, at the time was um, how uh, many are using the term um, battle for the soul of America, mm. right? And uh, and I, I don't know. I, I, I just thought that was so cool. Uh, but uh, but we uh, but also I, I was uh, – the reason I was looking at that is because I was just – I was looking at how things kind of lined up. <clears throat> and uh, this is the one I want to spend a show on, but – Wanted to just bring it up today. Um, I, I came across something I had written about what uh, Father Regis Scanlon wrote. And uh, he wrote this in August of 2019. And it was like um, the day before the Pew Research report came out, he wrote an article. But he had a sense that something was coming. And uh, he actually took... The um, we've talked about this many times in the past, but how uh, Pope Leo XIII got that vision of of um, you know the devil challenging Jesus. You know he was after mass and he and he heard the right. voices and uh, and and saying I I can destroy your church. I just need time. And so a uh, hundred years. Well, he is the same school of thought that I am that 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 ticking clock started on October thirteenth when uh, Our Lady was kind of um, verifying that it is, in fact, me speaking, because, look, the, the sun is spinning in Fatima, mm -hmm. um, and, and to be to be ready and, and to pray the rosary especially, but, uh, but that 100 years. So that would bring us to 20, one would think 2017, but he goes, no, if you're, if you're going to do 100 years, it goes to 2018. But then, then he... He uh, points out that we had a year of mercy in there. Mm. It was 2015 to 2016, and uh, and also points out so so that would be a year off actually. So now you're at 101, and he also points out how uh, when Sister Agnes Sasagawa had the uh, vision of uh, Our Lady of Akita uh, and talked about you know Bishop against Bishop Cardinal against Cardinal and and this kind of thing. But uh, during the visions, he she saw Our Lady cry 101 times. I mean, this yes. is all just fascinating. Right. So now you're at 101 years, 101. But yeah. but what, what he's going at, too, is, okay, if you do the math then, to, uh, 1917, October 13th, and you go 101 years, where are you at? 
Well, you're at October 13th, 2019. Mm -hmm. Well, people can Google this. The, uh, most will say that's a that's the time, that's the exact time that uh, the virus leaked from the lab in Wuhan. And, uh, and, and so, but he was saying, and, and here I got the quote handy here. He was saying, and this was August, this was two months before that time. He said, according to the interpretation, so his 101 thing, if the leaders of the church and nations have not oppo opposed the these sins of the flesh by October 13, 2019, sometime after 20 or October 13, 2019, God will s stop Satan with a chastisement, which will bring mankind to its knees. Okay, October 13, 2019. Now he wrote that again, two, two months prior to that. And look what happened. And when you look in salvation history too, when God wants to shake us up, he sends a pandemic. And, and he's, he's done it before. And so I, start, I was thinking about all this too, because the world just kind of was upended at that time. I mean, things were cruising along. We, we thought it was pretty good. You know, we're, we had a little bit of battle going on there. But once that hit, uh, then evil got very aggressive. I like to say arrogant and just uh, obnoxious, arrogant, mm -hmm. and just said, you will, you will do this. And if not, we're going to cancel you or we're going to, you know, uh, punish you in, in some way. Uh, we're going to censor you. you. You remember all that? You oh, couldn't, yeah. say, you can't, you couldn't say anything no. that contrary to their dogma. And, and again, um, uh, arrogantly right out in the open. And I believe uh, that's all my way of saying, I believe that's the time we're in right now. Mm -hmm. And was the pandemic the, the considered the chastisement or was it the beginning of something and that's where i'm at mm -hmm. is that they laid the groundwork if you will with the, you know the george floyd riots in the in the streets and and everything that they did they laid the groundwork and they are aggressively moving in and i think too you know things like spending the money they are and doling out freebies and all that you, you, you said we we, we want to be we don't want to be beggars that's what they're trying to do yeah. they're trying to control us uh, like the communists. And, um, and so we don't know where this is going, but all we know is that, uh, that it, it is ramped up is, and I keep saying historically at this time. And again, I, I can't thank you enough. I know you guys have, have known this and sensed this. Oh, by the way, our podcast started at the exact same time that, <laughs> right, that, uh, did. that father yeah. Scalin wrote that article. Yeah, uh, we were August fourth uh, or fourteenth, uh, twenty nineteen, is when we started on the feast of Maximilian Kobe. Well, and uh, and, and Father, I, I if I can chime in at this point, I yeah. can say that you know Jordan Haley, myself, I mean everybody on BRC, all of us on the team, um, we we get that sense. It, it's yep. definitely one of the reasons we're doing yes. what we're doing. Is you know the title of this is how to prepare as a Catholic for the end times. I mean. We're in these end times, and we know we are because right. technically we've been in the end times since Christ's resurrection. It's a very long, drawn-out end times, obviously, but we're seeing signs of the times that are really shaking us up, as, as you just laid out very clearly, right. um, you know, kind of a, a timeline of things there. And, you know, we look at this as, uh, 
it's just it's it's not it please understand to the audience it is not just about getting ready for the next hurricane or the next tornado or the next flood that's absolutely part because natural disasters happen all the time it's also about things such as flat tires and how to jumpstart your car battery because a lot of people don't know how to do those things either and those are day-to-day -day things that really give you hope when you know what to do and you have a plan um, medical emergencies if you know how to plug a hole you know when someone gets a serious cut laceration whatever and you can't get to emergency care right away these are all pieces of the of the uh of the course in what we do but father what you just laid out about the spiritual ramifications of what's happening what's unfolding this is also very much part of what we're about with brc you know and for the audience it's not it, you know it's it's all of us here all four of us are part of brc just like we're all you know, part of the grace force, you know, we have overlapped and worked together on this to get the message out to people that these times are very serious. And father, I'm on the same page with you. We, we know this because we talk a lot. Um, you know, today we're on the phone again, and I see this almost as if chapters are unfolding. Right. And these chapters that are wearing us down, that are putting us in a, in a chilling effect type things that have happened and right. and all ramping up for whatever is coming next and what the next shoe dropping might be and uh, you know we've used a, a lot lately the word urgent as opposed to anxious we don't want people to be anxious about times god doesn't want us anxious and yet the blessed mother herself says the time is urgent her word is urgent in many of her apparitions, she'll, she'll say, this is a very urgent time. It's a very serious time. You've got to respond. My call for conversion, the, the warnings of chastisements. This is all very, very urgent, but not anxiety. And so it's not about fear. So when people really struggle with, and you know, Jordan Haley, you can comment on this. People have struggled. And I know Haley, you read the emails, you know, all of them, because you that's, that's part of what you do is take very, very serious uh, control and look over all the communication that's going on with our with our audience and our people out there. Um, and there are people that are struggling with the sense of, of being anxious, but this course and this work and what you just said, Father, helping people have an idea what to do, where to go, brings hope and peace comes from that. And in the midst of the greatest storm, you can have a sense of peace. If you know, oh, the power might go out, you know, I'm not concerned about the power going out. Because I've got backup, this and that ready to go. You know, I'm you know I, I'm big on flashlights. Jordan's big on pocket knives. We make jokes about that in our beer, you know, see podcast. But it's it's they're basic things that we have on us all the time that give you hope. And then there's training that goes with that. But Jordan Haley, can you comment on that whole piece that it's not just about hurricanes and floods and flat tires and dead batteries and power outages from a thunderstorm? That's part of it. But we also do want people to have a sense of hope in these very spiritually troubling times. Um, I mean, when judges are making decisions on the transgender stuff, you know, the, the drag queen story times and dances and the, the craziness of this stuff is just got people upside down. And as our recent guests have said, from Jonathan Kahn, Peter Herbeck, uh, you know, Father Chris... Uh, uh, LR, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, Father Altier, they have been telling us that these times are serious and it's about preparing spiritually and naturally for them. Again, I've talked a lot. Can you two comment on the fact that BREP 
and BRC in general, along with Grace Force, is very much about helping people be naturally and spiritually prepared because these times are really calling out for a sense of, of, of an urgent call for preparedness, but not anxiety. Yeah, I think it's good uh, right now for everybody to do a self-evaluation and really see where you sit spiritually and physically. So say there's another pandemic or say there's something as big as an illumination of conscience. Are we right with God? Or are we going to be panicking, wanting to get to the sacrament of confession to say, you know, we're sorry to God before something big happens? You know, uh, there's, so say there's a line at the store, um, at the nearest grocery store, and you can't get food for your family. Do you have enough at your house to take care of your family? Do you have enough medical supplies if there's a line at the doctor's office during, you know, some serious event? Um, but yeah, but just do a self-evaluation of yourself, of your family, and see where you sit. So if there is a situation where you have to take serious action, are you going to be trying to play catch up or have you already taken that required action previously so that your family is set up to survive whatever it is, if it's a spiritual attack, you know, have you set up your house to, to have those contingency plans or you've got the holy water ready to go. You've got the prayer book. You know what to say. If you fall, you know where you can go to confession. You know, you know the times, you know how to get your family there. Um, and it's like I just said, if there is a spiritual um, something or another where like the illumination of conscience that, you know, people have talked about. You know, where I was going yeah. with uh, with my previous comment, too, was uh, it was at the exact same time that Mr. Agnes Sisagawa, mm -hmm. and it was a warning, uh, or, and, it, and I called it a Jonah-like warning, but she, uh, Sister Agnes Sisagawa had not had um, had received the message from Our Lady since 1973, which is the year of Roe v. Wade, um, but the, the, the only thing he said was, Put on ashes and pray a repentant rosary. Okay. That was the whole message. And you can Google this too, but it was like either the day or within days of this mm -hmm. from, from Wuhan uh, that that happened. And so, well, let's look at that short little sentence. Uh, put on ashes. Well, to me, that means, okay, I am totally humble. And it's it, it's not about me. It's about you, God. But from that, you know, if you if you love me, you'll 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 love my 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 children. You know, uh, it's about caring for other people. It's it's about putting others ahead of ourselves. Don't worry about me. That's what I think putting on ashes means. Don't worry about me. It's about it's about what you need right now. And and so that's the first. And then pray a repentant rosary. You know the rosary, okay, is a is a mighty mighty tool, and God just chose it that way, and he and he's speaking uh, through the, the messages that Our Lady gives to us. But it's a it's just a way, it's a mantra, isn't it? It's a beautiful way of. I like to say it's it's like a little child saying "Mama, Mama, Mama, Mama" all over, but it's tender and it's 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 a way. It's a, the other thing I call a rosary is the umbilical cord. You know. You're, how connected that that baby is in the womb to with the umbilical cord to his mother, but um, but what what it is is it's about connection, connection, and so if we're talking about, you know, what do we do to spiritually prepare? Do that heart check, do that soul check. How connected am I with you? I mean, am I just kind of racing around and getting the kids ready and going and getting stuff them in the car and then 
go to church and look at our watch and then hope it's over quick and then rush in the car and go home. Is that my faith life right now? Is that my relationship with God? Is is uh, and, and So this is a time for us to do that soul check and to say, you know what? I need to get in close with you. I need to get my heart up against your sacred heart, Lord, Lord Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I need to do that right now. And so I think a lot of people are doing a soul check right now just because, you know, we're feeling insecure and we want the security of God's presence, God's love, God's care in our life right now. And so that's something that Battle uh, Be Ready Coalition is is a big part of. And of course, the U.S. Grace Force has been a huge part of that is getting us in and well connected uh, to our Lord. Uh Haley Jordan, what what specifically um, kind of tips do you give people or spiritual advice do you give people through BR Coalition? Well, I'd say the first one is exactly what we've been talking about um, for a majority of the podcast, which is that anxiety that people feel and father yes. your your security shirt. So anxiety is something that often is brought when we don't know why it's there or how to fix it. And so just doing that self-assessment of, okay, I'm probably anxious because I know I'm vulnerable. And for instance, recent, you know, pandemic um, or, you know, any of the, the bigger things that make us feel vulnerable, the reason why they're able to, as Father, you were saying, to incite that fear into us is because, in, in largely, they know that none of us know how to be sustainable without big corporations and without our government. Yep. If this had happened, you know, 100, 200 years ago, they couldn't, they didn't control the food at that time. They didn't control, everyone had their own, they were raising their own food in a lot of, you know, a greater capacity than nowadays. So it's because we are so reliant because of how free we are, which is great, but we can take those freedoms for granted where we're actually, it's not even freedom, we're actually imprisoned or um, just so reliant on, on someone else that we don't even realize. Um, and we, we think of it as freedom because we can go to the grocery store whenever we want and we can buy whatever we want. But in reality, if that grocery store disappears, none of us know how to get our basic needs met um, nowadays. So I think a huge part is just addressing that, first of all, the mindset of the provider, which is bringing confidence and hope and peace. Uh, Father, like you were saying, this, all those scripture quotes that true being a true provider is really showing up for others and bringing um, peace and hope no matter you know what kind of darkness is around, whether that's a spiritual darkness or a physical darkness. Um, so that's what we teach. We teach mindset, but then we also teach that every human being on this planet, all 8 billion of us, need shelter, water, food, defense, and medical on an, on a daily basis to some capacity. Um, and so we just teach the average human, no matter your age, your vocation, if you're male, female, if, you're, if there's any priests listening, this is something you can implement, you know, for your own life and for your parish. But it's just something that we can teach basic you know, steps for each of us to get better prepared, no matter what our vocation or our age is. And that, those basic steps, if they're done consistently, and you have a community, which is a huge part of BRC2, all of our, once you um, get into the course um, and you're a member, you get access to all the other members. And so we have a really tight-knit community there, because I know 
I think Father and Doug brought that up, but community is a huge aspect because that's yep. something also we've seen in recent years is this isolation. So you combine, you know, big government, big corporation, all in charge of our food, and then they remove that from us or they make us wonder if it's going to be there. And then they separate all of us and we can't be in contact with each other. Of course, we're going to be anxious. So BRC is just all about putting the power back into your hands so that you're able to feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, shelter the homeless, you know, no matter what happens. So I love, Haley, how you talked about community there. Um, listen, coming out of the pandemic, one of the first things we did here was we got together every Thursday night. We got on our knees before our Lord of the Blessed Sacrament. And we did adoration, and we also had an opportunity for confession during that time. But then what did we do? We went out onto the lawn. We actually had a tent, and we nicknamed it Gracie's Cafe. That's my dog, Gracie. And uh, we built community. And community is so important in these times. And so, the, you know, to have that 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 group, that, that community that you're building with BR Coalition, and to be able to be there for each other during this time, I think, is is so great. Um, I, I bet you just love the dynamics of what goes on in the the, the community that they share. Uh, can you give us a little taste of what that's like? Yeah, it's it's really incredible. People can actually post in our private. It's it's non censored, um, so it's a completely private community online. People are able to ask where other members are. People have found that they actually have. You know, um, we had some ladies that found out that they were actually members of the same parish. Um, nice. within BRC and they were able to meet each other and now they help each other get better prepared. So, so many amazing things happen within the community when you can kind of get outside of your bubble and actually talk about these real world concerns and actually be a little bit vulnerable with a fellow Catholic and say, these things are concerning me, but I know that I can provide peace and hope because I'm working to be a better provider for myself and those around me. I'm curious if you guys, and we're getting near the end of the of the program here, um, final thoughts, you know, Jordan, you had said something a little bit ago uh, off camera about the time is now, and I'll, I'll preface it by saying this, you know, for years in traveling, you know, 30 plus years around the country, I've heard so many people come up to me and say, you know, Doug, I've been praying for God to answer my question. I just, I, I just don't know. I, I can't hear him. I, I don't know what to do. And a lot of times they're looking for this, this, I call it the angelic injection. They're waiting for that something that just enlightens them in such a way that it, it, it's like a, a you know, um, some vision in their backyard. You know, by the way, I have a, I see a vision every night of the Blessed Mother in my backyard. Uh, well, actually, it's a statue and I have lights on it. So there's a vision of Mary in the backyard. But, you know, people are looking for that, that moment of, of, oh, that just kind of changes everything for them when, you know, you know, you guys know the story I've told many times about God works the ordinary means. When I had the headache and the priest, I jokingly said to him, Father, can you give me a special healing or blessing? And he put his head down. Oh, yes, I have something. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, wait. Yeah. God is telling me to tell you to take an aspirin. And then he <laughs> said, remember, God works the ordinary means. And I really believe that as people are praying, Lord, we see signs of the times we see food shortages, everything that Jordan, you mentioned earlier and father, everything you went down that whole timeline earlier, we see the, the craziness of the times. What do I do, Lord? What do I do? Guide me. And then something comes along on a natural level that simply says, okay, here are some very simple, practical, logical steps you can take naturally and spiritually. 
get the confession, get the mass, get the more adoration, pray that rosary, be in the state of grace, bring in the holy water and the blessed salt. This should be a staple ongoing thing. In addition, though, when you go to the grocery store, get a few extra cans of food, get that extra water, get those water filters, get the backup battery generator or battery station, you know, solar powered, get some basic stuff, understand some basic steps you can take for self-defense and build community and work together and share skills and talents. And then they say, yeah, but if only God would speak to me. And I think, wait a minute, this is like the story of the man in the flood. Many people in the audience probably knows this. The flood starts coming and God, it, you know, this man believes that God is going to save him. And so a, a boat rolls up on him in the first floor window and he says, sir, we're here to help you. No, that's okay. God's going to take care of me. Boat leaves. This is the short version of the story. Flood rises to the second level. Man goes to the second level. Another boat comes by. We're here to save you. No, God's going to take care of me. Okay. Boat takes off. Man's on the roof. Helicopter flies over. Okay. Helicopter sound, everybody. Okay. And lowers a, 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 a rope down. Sir, grab the rope. No, God's going to take care of me. Okay. Helicopter flies away. Man drowns, stands before God. Man says to God, why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. And it's a great story that makes the point God works through ordinary means. Jordan, what son do you say to people as kind of a, okay, here we are, signs of the times. We've talked about the spiritual prep. What is your advice, especially to younger people like yourselves, you know, uh, where who, who are still, they've got the family. I mean, older people sometimes are saying, oh, I'm ready to go. Let God take me. Well, first of all, I don't want to do that because I've got kids and I've got grandkids and I want to be around. And father and I got some great stuff coming up with Grace Force and, and we've got BRC stuff coming out of the woodwork now. But Jordan, especially for younger people your age, as the head of your family, and what advice you give to other young men, young husbands, fathers and mothers as well about the times that we're in and what they should probably be doing right now? It shouldn't be a shock to us to see, you know, what's going on around us and not come to the conclusion that things are probably going to get a little bit worse before they get a little bit better. So if we want a different outcome, we have to do different actions right now. So if it's on your heart right now at all, if you have a little anxiety inside of you, maybe a little guilt for not being as prepared as you should, just start taking steps right now. And it doesn't have to be us, but just take start taking steps right now to become better prepared. And we've tried to lay, we've tried to lay it out very clearly and simply easy to digest in our course and our free content on the BR Coalition. Um, There's something we're just, we're really passionate about helping people to minimize and mitigate any suffering, unnecessary suffering. Obviously there's suffering in the world and everybody has to go through it at some point. At some point. Um, but there's a lot of un unnecessary suffering that we don't have to go through, or our loved ones don't have to go through if we take the required action right now. Mm -hmm. Jordan, Haley, Doug, thank you so much for listening to the call of the Holy Spirit on this, because this is a it's a mission, but it's it's a ministry uh, and such a necessary one in our times. And uh, thank you so much for listening to that call. Okay, that concludes our time tonight. Let's end with a prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Awesome, right. you guys. Thanks for being with us, guys. Yeah. Right, thank you. Thank you.